We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Go for it. Call the fan at 877-337-6666. Powered by Superbook Sports. Visit Superbook.com. Monday of all Mondays when the season ends and you feel like everything is over it's rainy it's cold it's winter it's not baseball season yet can't really get into the basketball too much yet it sucks I mean I felt like the entire NFL season ended yesterday Out of the four teams left, I don't really care to see any of these guys go to the Super Bowl and win the Super Bowl. It seems like these teams are always in the conference championship going to the Super Bowl. We'll talk about it tonight. I have thoughts and takes on all the games. Like you, I watched every game and didn't move. And yeah, I was happy that... uh, I could turn off the Cowboys game around halftime and watch the Nets. I know no one else is really going to talk about it. Maybe uh, besides Evan. Evan spoke on it. But the Nets beat the defending champs, the Golden State Warriors, last night. And I was able to go to bed with a smile. But I don't care who you are. If you love football and you love your team and you follow your team, it hurts. When the season ends, if you're not celebrating a Super Bowl championship, it hurts. It is hard to stomach It is hard to be yourself. I went to the grocery store Sunday, and like I do every Sunday, and you've probably heard me say this, I put my clown suit on. I put my Dallas Cowboys gear on. I've been doing that since I was four or five years old. Every Sunday, I just get dressed in this clown suit. I don't care what people think. It is what it is. I signed up for it a long time ago. But I see Giants fans proudly wearing their Giants gear on Sunday after the Giants were eliminated in the most embarrassing fashion. After the Giants got smoked and it started to look like a college game, it started to look like varsity playing against the JV. And that told me something. That Giants fans are proud of the season they had. And I know you're going to stew in it a little bit longer, but I think as time goes on, you're going to realize that this was a breakout year. This was a game changer. This was a season. I always go back to Sean Morass saying, we have a season after the Giants stole that first game. Because I didn't really understand that. As a Cowboys fan, the Cowboys always have a season. They always win double digits and have fun on Sundays in the regular season, but can't do it in the postseason. But Giants fans in the last few years, and Jets fans feel me too, the season is over in October. 
And this year it wasn't on both sides, but specifically for the Giant fan. The Giant fan got to go on a little bit of a magic carpet ride. And the thing about magic carpet rides are, you know, there are no magic carpets. At some point in time, you're going to come back down to earth. It's the NFL, not the NFL, not the N if this happens, not if Pat Mahomes goes down or if the Giants show up, if the Giants steal a game, if Joe Burrow goes down, if Dak doesn't throw interceptions. It's the NFL, and the, the F is for football, but it might as well be for facts. The facts play. You have to go off the factual info. And I know last week was a good week, and everybody here at the fan, there was no reason for us to talk about the facts with Philadelphia. They showed themselves, though, Saturday night. And... With football, it is all factual information. And when I played, they say the eye in the sky don't lie. What you put on film is fact. There's another F for you, football fans. And that's all I saw this weekend. Matchups, weaknesses, strengths, and who could expose a weak part of your offense or defense, whether that be on your line, whether that be in your secondary, whether that be your receivers can't get open on our secondary. That's all football is. Matchups and weaknesses. We have a better matchup here. We're going to exploit it. And now that I'm looking at the final four, I'm like, this thing pretty much went all chalk, right? You get the number one seeds in the conference championships. I mean, the Niners were number two seed. They get there with a, a rookie quarterback. And then you get Joe Burrow, who I know they're a three seed, but we know what happened with the Monday night football game. And that put a chip on these guys' shoulders, right? You guys saw what the Bengals did. Now, we can go through each game, and I'm taking your calls all night on all of the games, but I know that the Giants fans are going to dominate the conversation they should. This is the home of the Giants. But let's go in order. From the first game, the Jags, right? They showed video of Chiefs fans lining up the night before, 9 p.m. the night before, to tailgate the next day. They're sleeping in their cars to tailgate the next day. And the Jags were a good story Doug Peterson is a great coach. Trevor Lawrence and him and, and Travis Etienne and those guys, they'll get Calvin Ridley next year. They'll be back. But they were not going into Arrowhead and beating the Chiefs. Travis Kelsey, first touchdown, easy money. If you bet that, Chiefs go down and drive. And there was a plot twist. Mahomes goes down with a high ankle sprain. It's like, hold on, if they don't have him, they're not going to be able to win. Hold on, if he goes down... That's it for the Chiefs. Well, Chad Henney jumps in the game, handles business. Andy Reid is ready. Eric Bieniemy is ready. The Chiefs are ready in the event that they lose their most important player. They drive down the field, 98 yards, touchdown. He comes back in the game, whatever. It doesn't matter. But, uh, you know, they don't cover. Jaguars fight. Backdoor cover with the late score, whatever. The Chiefs advance. The Chiefs are back in the AFC Championship game and they're hosting it. And they were, fingers crossed, fingers crossed, hoping for a rematch of last year. So the Chiefs win 27-20 over the Jaguars. In Jacksonville, I don't know if they even have sports radio in Jacksonville. They're saying it was a good year. It was a good year. We weren't supposed to go and beat the Chiefs. We should have been eliminated in the first round against the Chargers. And then you get to Saturday night, and the shenanigans start early, right? You hear about... <laughs> The Eagles fans buying tickets to a lacrosse game 
where they opened up the gates at 8 a.m. for the lacrosse game at 1, and those Birds fans found a way. They bought tickets to that game so that they could tailgate for 12 extra hours or whatever it was. They were ready to go. And then you hear about the water being turned off in the hotel. The Giants team hotel in Center City didn't have water that morning. A busted pipe. Right, the fix is in. And, of course, they get the water back on or whatever, but the shenanigans continue when you get into the game. The chain gang. Okay, we're in 2023. How how are the chains getting jumbled up? Like, this is Pop Warner. Like, you have someone's dad volunteering to hold the chains. Like, it should be more professional than that, but it doesn't matter. All last week we talked about if the Giants start fast, if the Giants take the crowd out of it, if the Giants score first, if the Giants, if the Giants, if the Giants. And we didn't spend enough time respecting the 14-3 and Eagles who had the most wins in their franchise history. Their team actually was rested and ready. We talked about if they come off the couch cold, if the bye week hurts them, if Jalen Hurts is actually hurt. No, they were rested and ready. And if you went down there, I'm sorry, because that was a nightmare. That was an absolute nightmare. Because that game was over fast. And then the Giants get into the game where they got to overcoach and they got to take chances. And then you're taking a risk going forward on fourth down early. And then you're not taking that same risk later. It looks like you surrendered. It looks like you gave up. It looks like you never had it. And it looks weak. But you're clearly outmatched. And I go back to what I'm saying about matchups, right? The Eagles are looking at the Giants, and it's barbecue chicken alert. They're looking at every Adoree Jackson. I'm like, they're going at Adoree Jackson. We spent so much time talking about Jalen Hurts not playing. Adoree Jackson had only played one game. I'm watching that game. I'm like, he's dead meat out there. They're sending someone to block him. They're sending A.J. Brown running routes on him. He's giving him too much room. They were going at guys. It's like the Eagles were upstairs looking at the Giants and saying, who can we prey on? And I guess that works for the eagle, you know, eagles, you know, looking down, preying on the Giants. The Giants were reduced. Jalen Smith had no business being in that game. I remember when the Giants signed him. I told you guys as a Dallas fan, he couldn't play on the improved Dallas defense. He was on one of the worst Dallas defenses of all time. And he looked like it in that game. They were forcing guys to tackle. I said last week, a key to this game is tackling and not letting little plays become bigger game uh bigger gains. And that was a big part of the game. The Giants were rattled. They weren't prepared. You know, we've seen this team be prepared all season. We've seen this team fight through games, but there were missed opportunities. The one throw that Daniel Jones had where he had time and there was a wide-open Richie James. The ball was a little high. It's on Daniel Jones, but it's also on Richie James. That was a miss, a missed opportunity, whether you want to say it was an overthrow or a drop. You know, Julian Love, Jihad Ward. uh, There was a few other guys that caught my attention on the Giants' defense where I was just like – they're, they're outmatched. The talent, right? It's not if. We got to go off facts. The talent that the Eagles have is so far from where the Giants are. And it just reminds you that we talked all year about the roster and some of these guys that they had. They're, the Giants have top picks. They have big money guys, right? They're not paying their quarterback, Jalen Hurts, yet. They can sign free agents. The Giants don't have that. They have... Mix and match guys off the scrap heaps and off of practice squad and guys that have been cut. And, yes, it was a good story. But uh, at the end of the day, it just shows you, like, where you have to be to compete in this league. I mean, I heard the conversation about should the Giants have played their starters in week 18 for what? 
For what? To give them a taste of what this was going to be like? They wouldn't have got a taste. This was playoff atmosphere. The Eagles were ready to go. And they have a bunch of guys. Their whole D-line is scary. Hassan Reddick is a grown-ass man. I mean, their their whole defense is tough. Bradbury had something to prove against the Giants. He, you know, obviously would have been on the team if they could have afforded him. He ends up with a pick. Darius Slay. Like, now you're looking at these guys that were good stories for the Giants being reduced to non-factors. And we didn't really look at that last week. And we weren't supposed to. But now the reality hits. That's what this weekend was. It was a reality check weekend. And talk about reality checks. Yesterday we got big reality checks. In Buffalo. Snowy Buffalo. Out in western New York. We're thinking the Bills. They're getting DeMar Hamlin back in the arena. You barely get to see him. But they didn't get enough juice from DeMar being in a suite. Not enough juice to knock off Joe Cool. I mean, if you watch Joe Burt, Joe Shiesty, Joe Thorough, Joe Burrow play football from LSU to now, this kid is the definition of ice in his veins. I don't know how every little kid doesn't want to be Joe Burrow that's playing football or playing quarterback. He's got his team right back in the AFC Championship. In warm-ups, he's chilling. And I'm sitting there watching this game with my wife, and she's like, it looks so easy for the Bengals. Like, it doesn't look easy for the Bills. They're on the road. It's snowing. You would think that Buffalo was like, yeah, this is what we want. This is what we're used to. No, the Bengals will not be stopped. They had a chip on their shoulder. The NFL sold 50,000 tickets to a AFC championship game in Atlanta. That's not going to happen. They put Joe Burrow on the mic after the game. He says, better send them refunds. That was all the motivation those guys needed. The coin toss stuff, the neutral site stuff. It pissed them off. They dominated. They bullied the Bills in Buffalo. And now people are looking at Josh Allen like maybe he's not what we thought he was. And here we're looking at Brian Dable, not to be confused with Brian Dayball. We're looking at Brian Dable like, wow, look at Josh Allen without him. He turned into a turnover machine. And Daniel Jones was much better with the ball. Obviously had a turnover in the game Saturday, but that's because of the Eagles' defense. Now, back to the the Bengals and the Bills. There were some sketchy plays. I mean, in in my opinion, I thought the Jamar Chase catch was a catch, and I would have cashed a parlay with Jamar Chase. Two touchdowns, that really pissed me off. And I just kind of was like, all right, I understand he's got to complete the catch. But it's like once you catch the ball and you have it secured and two feet are down or a knee down, whatever, and you're in the end zone, touchdown. But he went out the back of the end zone and didn't have possession. They overturned that. Uh, there was a point in this game where we thought Joe Burrow was going to be hurt for a second. He went down, and I think the snow helped him because his cleats didn't get stuck in the ground like we saw Mahomes get stuck in the ground. He kind of slid, got up, and shook it off. Uh, You got Eli Apple on the sideline, smacking air, just kind of symbolizing what they did to the Buffalo Bills. You've got Stephon Diggs throwing his arms up and Josh Allen's face. This is a team that everyone picked to win the Super Bowl. And once they lost Von Miller they weren't Super Bowl contenders. I mean, once they lost DeMar Hamlin, who was their leading tackler, they weren't Super Bowl contenders. This team slowly started to fade, uh, lost their identity some. And if if you're a Giants fan and you're feeling bad today, think about how the Buffalo Bills fans feel. Bills Mafia is sick today. And there's nothing you can do about it but tuck your football stuff, or maybe you're the type of person that wears your football stuff when it's not football season. Me, my Cowboy stuff is in the back of the closet. You won't see me wearing any Dallas stuff until August, and I don't even really like wearing it 
then. I try and keep it low. But these Bills fans are sick. Another season that they can't get it done and they lose at home. And now, finally, the Dallas Cowboys, who I call America's team, to laugh at. You you got a few chuckles out of that one last night. You definitely laughed at the end of the game. I didn't even see the play live. I turned the game off. I was watching the Nets come back and beat the Warriors. I ended up seeing on social media what they're running. I'm like, what in the hell? <laughs> Ezekiel Elliott, the number four overall pick that Jerry Jones gave six years, $90 million to. You can't give Saquon that kind of deal. I look at the Cowboys like this. I saw this L coming in so many ways because I've watched them all season. And there were so many missed opportunities. The Niners didn't play a great game. The Niners haven't played a great game in both of their playoff games. They're relying on Brock Purdy, and he's pretty good. But when you got a seven-game rookie versus a seven-year veteran, Dak Prescott is supposed to lead them to victory. But I knew. The Cowboys can't put together back-to-back quality games. I knew he was going to turn the ball over because he had a clean game last week. And I knew that he was playing against Tom Brady and the Buccaneers, who were the worst team in the playoffs. Can't really use that as a measuring stick. They go on the road. They have plenty of opportunities to win that game. But you know what's hanging over this team? In the beginning of that game, Jerry Jones has to come down and give his kicker a hug. Brett Maher is trending on Twitter. Why? Because... The Niners intimidated him. The Niners knew it's not the NFL. It's all about facts. Facts is this guy was missing extra points. He's a little shaky. It's not a matter if he's going to hit his kicks. Let's get in his head. Tell him he can't warm up over here. So just right away to start that game, you go in that game thinking you, you can't rely on your kicker, and he misses that first extra point, and it was blocked. Yeah, but that probably was going wide left if you looked at it anyway. Pathetic. America's team to laugh at. So now it's 27 years since the Dallas Cowboys have been in a conference championship. That is the longest streak in the NFL, I believe. Think about that for any of the Cowboys fans listening that wonder why I wasn't so confident in them this year, why I wasn't championing them this year. Why I actually looked at the Giants story and I said, this is the best story in football. No need for me to bring my Cowboys fandom into this. The Cowboys are frauds. And they showed you. Talking about matchups. They're relying on Deron Bland, a rookie. He's getting exposed. Tony Pollard gets hurt. And now you have to rely on Ezekiel Elliott. He's not the same player. Getting exposed. And Dak Prescott already mentioned, but those turnovers were backbreakers. In your own territory, you give them the ball. Going into score, you give them the ball. You can't recover from that. And I don't think his career can recover from that. Now he's right there with Romo. They have the same uh, playoff record. And I remember when I was over Tony Romo, it was because of the turnovers. The miraculous plays didn't outweigh the interceptions because they're such momentum killers. So the Cowboys lose to the Niners, and the Cowboys' defense showed up, held them to 19. And if you can't score 19 points in a playoff game, you don't deserve to win. And they didn't deserve to advance. And I'm kind of glad because they would have went into Philly and got ran through as well. Now, we could talk about a bunch of things tonight, but I feel like tonight is about reflecting on the games this weekend and the season that was. And you could call me with your thoughts and your emotion. If you're sad, if you're proud, whatever, express it on air. Live in it. It's it's Monday And when I'm done, it's Tuesday, and then we can start to heal and start to focus on other sports or think about the season that was, whatever. But right now, it sucks. It hurts. 
Cowboys, out. Bills, out. Giants, out. Jags, out. And for what I'm concerned, it's really only like Giants fans and some Cowboys fans listening. So we'll take those calls. And I've got plenty more to say about all the games. The NFL is king. I love it. It's riveting. But Super Wild Card Weekend was way more fun than the divisional round. You couldn't even really hit your parlays. Bet the unders, right? You know, I, I bet against Dallas, and I set up all these plays for uh, parlays for the Niners, but they only scored 19. You know, it wasn't like Debo Samuel or George Kittle. These guys are having a bunch of touchdowns and yards. Uh, it is what it is, though, folks. The NFL, they, you know, they, let's see. I have that the NFL reportedly earned $2.7 billion in sponsorship revenue over this season. They are a machine, an entertainment en- entity, and it sucks when your team is out of it. But we will all be locked in and glued to this next round, this conference championship. And... I don't really know how to call it, to be honest. I think the Eagles beat the Niners because Brock Purdy showed you what he looked like. He looked like a rookie at times, almost threw the ball out with no time left with Micah Parsons and and Tank Lawrence bearing down on him. What do you think the Eagles' D-line is going to do to that young man? I think the Eagles at home will find a way to survive that one. And then when I'm looking at a hobbled Pat Mahomes versus a confident Joe Burrow who's undefeated against him, and the Bengals, who have already gone to Kansas City and won, and they want to get back to a Super Bowl and win a Super Bowl, it is hard for me to pick against Houday. And you heard Houday out there in Buffalo. Houday, Houday, Houday said going to beat them Bengals. Nobody, I guess. I mean, the NFL is wild. But uh, 877-337-6666. I don't think we're going to talk too much about the Knicks or the Nets or the Rangers, Rangers, Islanders, Devils. Tonight is a night to live in your football feelings and think about what could have been and what was. And there's plenty of storylines out there, and I've got plenty to add. I can't wait to talk to you. Keith McPherson on the fan. Call me up, and we will be right back. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Chargers and the New York Giants have exchanged their draft picks. When this happened, you talked about it on the fan. Eli Manning and Philip Rivers. When New York sports happens, talk about it here. The Fan, 1019 FM, and always live on the free Odyssey app. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we do have to just be happy and pick the vibe up at some point, you know? All is good, all is well. It just sucks. Like, it is what it is. But, I mean... You got to lose to know how to win. You got to take L's and building blocks and yeah, 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 and all of that and moral victories and blah, blah, blah. It sucks. It sucks to watch your team get smoked as the only game on against a division rival who beats you all the time, especially after a week of believing, a week of thinking, hey, maybe we have a shot. But you, you see what the... <laughs> What the Vikings look like versus what the Eagles look like. You know, all season I told you the Vikings were frauds like the Cowboys. And they showed it in the playoffs. The Cowboys are frauds, but 
They they played against the eight and nine, 46 year old Tampa Bay Bucks. They're not supposed to lose that game. They lost to them the first game of the regular season, but they're not supposed to lose that game in the wild card round. You know, they left a bunch of points off the board with their kicker, where any other team in the playoffs probably would have gave them a game. But you know, it's rough. It's rough for any fan base when your team. Just, you know, it's it's abrupt. When your team loses like that and that's the end of the season, you're kind of just stuck. Like, is this it? That's for real. And like I said, for Giants fans, they went on a ma- magic carpet ride. It gave you feelings of the past. It made you think about 2007 and 2011. Could this happen again? And I know a lot of us said the difference between those years was talent. Well, actually, like, those teams had guys. Those guys were, were different. They had talented guys. The Giants didn't have enough talent this year, but they had enough coaching and enough want to to get into the playoffs and actually win a game. And I think Giants fans are going to be real proud of that and excited for the next season to come. Uh, It makes the offseason better when you weren't absolutely smoked in the regular season, when you did get to the post, when you were in the divisional round, and now you got to, you know, take a look at some things and take a look at some options to improve. I think that one is going to stick with them. And I had hoped that for the Dallas Cowboys, that last year's loss at home to the Niners would stick with them. It was a similar type of game. They had their chances. They had their opportunities. You know, looking at that game, I'm like, Dak could have thrown five interceptions. The Niners didn't pick some of them. And then when the Cowboys had an opportunity to pick the ball off, Trayvon Diggs, who's always hunting for picks, always trying to jump routes, won right in his bread basket. Touched both his hands, his legs, his arms. Couldn't come up with it. And I'm tired of him, too. Doesn't bring his arms. How many times do you hear me say, bring your arms when you tackle? I feel like I'm coaching Pop Warner. When I see these guys in the NFL just throw their shoulder pads or their helmets, how are you planning on stopping these 250-pound guys, 225-pound running backs, receivers? Like, you're not. So, yeah, we're just going to think about it, talk about it. I can't wait to take the calls on it and hear what you guys got to say about it. I mean, I think I said enough. Josh is in the Bronx leading off. Go for it, Josh. Keith, I'm telling you, you're, you're hitting everything on all films. Thank you for taking my call. It's like now, how, how about Andy Reid? I mean, you know, Kansas City going up against the Eagles in the Super Bowl. I mean, that's a possibility. Okay. Nice. Got to the get Giants, there, yeah. The Giants aren't there. The Cowboys aren't there. All right, let it be. It is what it is. Mm-hmm. For me, it's time to move on and just enjoy what's left. And then when the moves are made in the draft and the free agency and everything, okay, fine, you know? And it's like what you say. What are the options, you know, for all our teams and everything else? Everywhere for the 32 teams. Improved, yeah, New York or, or not. And so thank you for taking my call. I just want to... To get your opinion, you're you're doing great. Keep it up, Keith. Thank Thanks you. for the call, Josh. Yeah, like right now, I think it's also, I mean, it's too early to start thinking about the new league year, which starts like March 9th. It's too early to actually have the conversations, and trust me, we will have all of these conversations on air. We've got plenty of time to do that. But I think you're still licking your wounds. It's now, you know... Coming up on 48 hours since that Giants game started. So I guess you had all day Sunday. And maybe Giants fans got a little bit of pleasure out of watching the Cowboys fail again. 
in a game that they probably could have won. It's it's fun to see America's team to laugh at fall flat on their faces. Like I said, I was checked out of that game at half. At halftime, I was not interested. At halftime, I'm like, whatever. If they somehow win this game, it'll be a miracle. They don't have it. They don't have it. Without Tony Pollard, with Dak forcing the ball, and, you know, that one, there was, like, Fred Warner, I have to say this, Fred Warner is a monster. He he might be the best linebacker in the NFL, maybe one of the best players in the NFL that people don't always put his name in the front. Uh, you know, a, a lot of times people say Aaron Donald is the best defensive player, but Fred Warner is a man. And uh, there's one play that stood out to me where Dak forces the ball to CeeDee Lamb, and he misreads the coverage. I don't know. I guess he thought Fred Warner was going to either uh, blitz or or play underneath and that CD would be open. But he predetermined that he was going to CD Lamb. Why is that something that stands out to me? Because the Dallas Cowboys are cursed. Jerry Jones set this whole thing up. Jerry Jones is the GM, him and his, his son. And until they get actual football people in the building like the Maris did, they're not winning anything either because they decided that they were going to trade a number one pick for Amari Cooper and then not pay Amari Cooper and then not really get anything in return for Amari Cooper when they decided to part ways with him. So then that thrust C.D. Lamb into the number one receiver spot. Giants fans remember him dropping that wide open pass in MetLife Stadium. And then he redeemed himself with the one-handed grab. He became a number one receiver through the course of this season but as a quarterback, you can't have tunnel vision on your number one receiver. Dak predetermined he was going there with the ball. T.Y. Hilton, who was a late addition, T.Y. Hilton that they signed after they realized Odell Beckham Jr. wasn't going to play, he was wide open on a seam route going right up the middle of the field on the left side of the hash, I believe. And Dak didn't look to him because he predetermined, I'm going to CD with this ball. And those are the mistakes you can't make in the playoffs. They gave you what would have been a walk-in touchdown, but you weren't looking for it because that's a new receiver that you don't have the same rapport with. Maybe if that's Amari Cooper running that route, he throws him the ball. But what do I know? What do I know? Tim is in Little Falls next up on the fan. What's up, Tim? Hey, Mac, man. Another year where we say to ourselves at the end of a Cowboy season, it's 24 days till pitchers and catchers. Yeah, I'm. I'm telling you, I'm already on that. I'm. I like. I almost came in full Yankees gear today. Like it might as well be baseball season. I said I felt like the NFL season ended yesterday. We don't have the Giants to talk about on air. The team I root for is trash, and I knew they were trash. But then they just find new ways to be garbage, basura, dumpster juice, and it's it's upsetting. It's it's uh, it's a reality check. Keith, I don't know why I'm more loyal to this football team than I was my ex-wife. I don't get it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't get it. Keith. You hit the nail on the head, though, man. We turn, <laughs> we turn the ball over in the red zone. We get, you know, Purdy to throw a, a ball that Big should have caught, and it hits him in his hands, and it looks like he's got feet for hands. That's the difference. I mean, you know, it. Other teams make the plays. We don't make the plays. Yep. And Dak, like you said, he he predetermines where he's going. He he throws passes that I. I Looks like JV. It's just, he could have legit it, had five interceptions in that game. There were so many passes where I was like, oh, like that one's getting picked. You know, all those years we said we have the offense, we have the offense, we just need a defense. We get the defense and our offense is terrible. We're not going to win as long as Jerry Jones and Dak are there. And we're locked into this guy for another three years, two, year, two or three years, I'm not sure. 
Yeah, but I'm done. I don't know I'm what done. we're going to do. I don't believe man. in Dak. I don't believe in Jerry Jones. I'm a Cowboys fan. I'm never changing that up. But, like, I it, it sucks, bro. And I'll say this. As much as I didn't believe, you can't fight that feeling as it's game day and you're getting closer to kickoff and you know you have a chance. You start to get the butterflies. You start to get the energy. Then they kick off the ball and you're like, wait, we're in this game. Like this, yeah. they weren't blowing the Cowboys doors off and you start thinking about it and you're like, they can steal, they can steal this game. And then if they, go we to needed Philly, to make one play. We needed to make one play on offense. And couldn't we couldn't do it. Do it. Couldn't and do it. Tony Pollard getting hurt killed us. Huge. I mean, huge. You, you could say what it is. You put him in the slot, you line him up outside. He's, changed he's the whole a, offense. A, a, changed yeah, he's the an all purpose player. And it, it changed the whole complex of the game. You, Cause now you can't run the ball. Um, you, you already felt like you couldn't kick the ball with Maher. So it's squarely oh, you mean, you on two, Dak. Two-yard Zeke isn't going to do it? No, I can't watch him take another handoff, bro. <laughs> Holy, it is put, bad. Put him at fullback, man. No, nah, <laughs> they got to just <laughs> cut him, cut ties with him. I hate that contract. They paid him I, before they paid Dak, and then they franchised Dak twice, and then they ended up paying Dak $40 million a year. Now look what you got for $40 million a year. A quarterback that leads the league in interceptions, has six or seven games where he throws two interceptions, and then he does it in the playoffs. Trade him for Lamar Jackson. Nobody wants him. Like I just don't think they're going to trade him. <laughs> and Jerry Jones doesn't know what to do. He's just going to keep telling the yep. media, yeah, no, their jobs are safe. They're all good, but he's sick. Yeah, Jerry is sick yep. because that was a winnable Division round matchup against uh-huh. Mr. Irrelevant and a and a, a an offense for the Niners that your defense actually matched up well against. They were flying around in the beginning of the game. Yeah, it, they were. You know what? Trade Dak for a dozen footballs will be good. Yeah, Cooper Rush is there. Thanks for the call, Tim. And now people wonder why Dallas fans started to hype up Cooper Rush. Because Dak turns the ball over a ton. Him and Tony Romo, it's like this a similar fate. And for me, I just think it's the Jerry Jones curse. Jerry Jones made some kind of deal with the devil. He's never getting back to another Super Bowl. It's weird when, and and we spoke about it a little bit earlier today about how the Cowboys and how Jerry Jones legit looked like a family member died last night after the game. And like the reason for that, I think, is he knew that he had a chance this season because he was up against a rookie quarterback who had some. He kind of played like a rookie for the first time yesterday. He made a good. The throw to Kittle was great. But he was almost a drop. It, and if if Diggs has his head up and brings his arms pick. So, but all that being said, Jerry Jones is 80, I think 80, 81. His window for life is probably wrapping up soon, right? And let's just be realistic. He's an older guy and he knows he's not gonna have that many more cracks at the apple. And the one thing he wants to do, you know it, another Super Bowl championship. Before he leaves this planet. Yeah, and because his I, worth, like, he's already worth a ton. Yeah. But if the Cowboys were to actually just not even win a Super Bowl, get back, cha-ching, cha-ching. He wants, he wants another one, and I think he thought this year he was really, really close to getting it just because who they were going against. The defense was wonderful. Dan Quinn's probably going to get a head coaching job yeah, somewhere. Out. He did a great job. So I think all of, when you factor all that in, it's a brutal loss. Dak played horrible. The defense was flying around. Defense was great. And you're saddled with this Dak contract, with the Zeke contract. Yeah, the, Dak the, is signed for another four years, and I think Zeke is another three, maybe four. So it's like, that's why I say, Jerry Jones, get a real GM. 
Get somebody that can come in and make actual football decisions for you instead of you being pressured into signing Ezekiel Elliott so he leaves Cabo. That's how that all played out, right? He forced their hand because he wouldn't report to training camp. You know who was in training camp? Tony Pollard. He was a rookie. But Tony Pollard turns into a better back. And now Tony Pollard broke his fibula. He's got to recover from that. You don't want to see that happen to anyone, but I think that's going to actually help the Cowboys retain him because no one knows how he's going to come back from that leg. And he's that was going a huge to want to stay yesterday as well. Well, let's that I know Dak didn't play well, but not having Pollard for 70% of that game that changes that is, the entire offense, changes the whole yes. game plan, what you want to do, what you want to call. And like I said, when you don't have a kicker, you don't have faith in your kicker, right? They had a they practiced all week and they had a package of two-point plays to run in case this guy's got the yips. Laughable in the NFL, in the divisional round. You don't have a kicker you can trust, who actually was one of the best kickers in the NFL all regular season. And it's he, a new season. Doesn't matter fair, about the did, regular season. He did clean up his act the last, I believe he hit the last two field goals, hit the last extra point, I believe. So you have one job. Clean up your act. That's all we ask you to do is kick it through the uprights. You did it all year. On the first one that got blocked, he was pulling that left. My my wife was like, well, at least it was blocked. I'm like, no, nah, wait for the replay. We watched the replay. She's like, oh, he would have missed it. I'm like, yeah, this guy is a head case. And I think he's a free agent. So bye, bring in some other kickers. Oh, he's not. He's not coming back. Bye, bring in some other kickers. And that's not going to matter. What's going to matter is you put money into, you put $140 million into Dak Prescott. You put $90 million into Ezekiel Elliott. And they've been to the playoffs a bunch of times and come up short. Now, Tony Romo is 0-3 in the divisional round. Dak Prescott is 0-3 in the divisional round. See it through, I guess, with McCarthy and Dak and Zeke. I don't expect much from him. Right, and I, honestly, people, everyone calling for McCarthy's job. I, if Sean Payton goes in it's there. It's not his fault. Is that, is that, re, is that much changing without that. McCarthy? No, McCarthy, and I know he had a stupid decision late or whatever, and then that last play of the game looks so dumb. I'm glad I didn't see it live because I probably would have been one of those viral people breaking my TV. But I got a nice TV. These people break these TVs that they got 15 years ago that they were going to throw out anyway. You They're just that, trying to get views. You think that was staged? We all saw the cowboy I, I, thing. Do you think I, that's staged? I've seen, I've seen too many of them, and I always look at the TV. I got a 75-inch TV in my house that I love to death. There's No one's touching that. You might have to fight me if you even like attempt to hurt my TV. So when I see these guys destroying their TVs, I was like, all right, you're I saw two different videos. One guy taking the TV outside to run it over. Another guy punching the TV. Well, yeah, that's probably a TV you got in, in 2012 that you need to get rid of anyway. And now you're getting some views. Good for you. You still took an L. The Cowboys are still fraudulent clowns America's team to laugh at. Keith McPherson on the fan. I got to take another break. Call me up and we'll get back into it after this. We need your second opinion. Call the fan at 877-337-6666. Powered by Superbook Sports. Visit Superbook.com. Right back at it on the fan. couple minutes here before we go to the next break and the top of the hour. Update your nighttime host, Keith McPherson, checking in on a football Monday. And, yeah, it was a rough weekend. I mean, Giants fans are feeling it. Cowboys fans feeling it. Bills fans. And uh, I have some family down in Jacksonville that root for the Jags. The first NFL game I ever saw was a preseason game. I think the first preseason game in their inaugural season. 
So, yeah, I've talked to a few people that are going through it, and the mood is just, you know, somber. It's that Monday after the season ends, and I don't know, if you're like me and you love football, like, it sucks because now you've got to wait till August. It's January. You got to wait seven months after you just had, like, seven months of football. And, you know, if you're a gambler, like I am too, I'm not a big gambler, but it's part of the game. It makes the game more fun to watch. There's less and less games for you to gamble on. So that means there's less and less bets for you to hit. And like I said, this past weekend wasn't as many uh, high-scoring games, as many touchdowns to hit on your parlays. A lot of my parlays came up just short. That's no fun. Watching the Giants game, I thought that the Eagles were going to try and hang 40 or 50 on them like a college game. Like that, It was giving me that vibe. Like, oh, man, they're not going to... They're not going to call off the dogs to send a message. For everyone that talked all week about this being a close game, about the Giants maybe being able to steal this game, the Eagles are putting the entire league on notice. The Eagles are rested, ready, and they're stacked at every position. They don't have many weaknesses. The Giants have a ton of weaknesses. Total yards, I mean, the Eagles have 400 yards. They called the dogs off. You got Kenneth Gainwell. Like, if you bet, did anyone bet on Kenneth Gainwell to have a touchdown in 100 yards? Like, I, that's one of those guys you just miss. As I'm watching that game, I'm like, that's that's a guy I didn't account for. I did hit on my Boston Scott anytime touchdown money parlay. I think, you know, $10 there turned into 116 And then I had the Dallas Goddard first touchdown money parlay. You put 20 on that, it turns to like 140 But not like a big weekend of wins because... You know, Mahomes and the Chiefs, Mahomes goes out. They're not rolling the same, and I don't know. It's just rough. It's rough, but let's see. Let me take another call. We had uh, older Josh. Let's go to younger Josh in Passaic on the fan. What's up, Kit? Hey, Kit, how you doing? Good, good, good. Thanks for calling. But with the game on Saturday with the Giants, I mean, I remember when I was much younger, I was on a scrappy lacrosse team. We had, like, one or two talented people. One time our coach decided to play a different – lacrosse team and they came in there and they just destroyed us i think the final score was like 50 to 2 however it's scoring I mean, that's kind of how the giants eagles game felt yeah i'm not sure uh you know i'll take your word for it on the lacrosse team but yeah you know i mentioned jv versus varsity i remember going to play au basketball i forget where we went to like pinelands in south jersey and these kids were huge and it's like we were a pretty decent team but you could tell right away that you're not able to play on the level of these guys. They were bigger, stronger, better coached, and it was just a bad, long day. And that's what it turned into Saturday night. And I don't think many of us had that on our bingo cards, right? I, I know some people did. I remember looking at the spread thinking, ah, oh, you got to give the Giants a little more respect for what they just did. No, no. And I don't care that they danced around. I like that, right? I like that these guys have fun because the Giants haven't had fun in the last six years. That had been missing. There was a lot of misery. Right at the end of the Giants season, I think when they beat the Colts, they were congratulate they were congratulating Daniel Jones, you know, because the fans were chanting his name and they felt like they were free from the misery and the losing and like okay, we're going to the playoffs now. So I don't I don't think that their preparation was lacking because they were dancing in practice. That was probably like practice priority through and like at this point, you know, I think that was their their Thursday practice. I don't mind that they had a little swag. I don't mind that they had a little energy. I don't mind that the vibes were good around the team. The, the facts are the facts. That's my whole premise tonight. 
the F in NFL. It's the National Facts League. Go off the facts. And if you look at that piece of paper and the roster of the Eagles tells you that these are all pro guys, these are guys that have won Super Bowls, these are guys that are high paid, and when you look at the roster of the Giants and you're looking with all ifs, not Fs, it's about Fs, facts, not ifs, if this happens. if Because the if is like a parlay. You know, if this guy has 250 yards passing, if this, then you're going to cash out. But that's not what's going to happen most of the time. When you look at the Giants roster, you've got guys like Isaiah Hodgins, who was reduced to nothing in this game. Yeah, well, he was a practice squad player. He's a good player, but he's not a great player. This is the playoffs. These are the best players, the best teams. He's not going to do anything against the secondary like the Eagles have. You know, as simple as that. Let me see if I can sneak another call in before we break. No, Paulie says take the timeout. All right, well, in this 8 o'clock hour, if you're on hold, I'm going to hit the calls faster. I've said enough. 877-337-6666. Keith McPherson on the fan on a football Monday right after this. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. 